background uh had to keep my heater on because it is very cold outside which is uh, ironic because the sun is out high and bright in oklahoma it's mocking us teasing us <laughs> and whatnot but uh ladies and gentlemen coming to you live from the desk of the yukon writer society this is the writer's nook episode 10 i am unsure if i want to call this a new season because i am sans uh, with my co-host that'll be up to shayla how she wants to do it in our indexing system but uh yes this is the first episode of the new year i apologize if i come off as kind of lisping or my words are coming out kind of slurred for some reason the weather has frozen my jaw or at least slowed it down because it is so cold <laughs> uh of course like I said before, I uh, don't have my co-host with me, as usual, but uh, that's okay. We weren't going to leave you out in, in the cold, <laughs> excuse the pun, without a podcast regarding um, our last session in which we did character sketches. Now, I thought it was a very effective and very fun exercise. Uh, actually, there is a bit of background uh, that I'm going to throw in here for a little bit. So... We recently celebrated uh, Janie's birthday. Big shout out to Janie. Happy birthday. And uh, we saw a movie called Escape Room. Now, typically when it comes to PG-13 thrillers, you kind of expect the same cliches and don't expect a lot of character development because, well, you're going to die, (laughs) which is how these things work. But um, in watching that movie, there was a lot of uh, character dynamics that came into play and were crucial to the plot and i was genuinely surprised by how the movie handled it uh we were given you know background little by little bit by bit uh we had very clear indications as to who characters were and what their motivations were or really the paths that led them together overall i thought it was a fun movie Uh, i have my own reservations about it (laughs) i'm gonna get into it here because i want to get into the main topic for today for today yes we uh, made a character sketch, and if you can give me just one moment, I'm going to grab my notebook, which I took plenty of notes, you guys know me. Be right back. <clears throat> Alright. So, I'm sure we'll have the uh, blank template of, uh, of a basic character sketch for sure uh, on the website. That's going to be yukonwriterssociety.com. That is yukonwriterssociety.com. Uh, be sure to look that up and uh yeah pretty much that's what we talked about i'm sorry i'm looking through my notes here and for me myself whenever i did a character sketch i mainly stuck to interviewing them right because it wasn't so much of uh, the answers you give it's how the characters answered the questions if you will you get into your character's head you pretend that you're them answering the questions and you don't just look for the answers you look for their mannerisms how they're going to say it and that's kind of the guide i've been using for a while now but uh, after this session where we did a character sketch i might have to adopt this new system it's a lot better because i feel like with the character sketch like with an interview when you're asking them questions even though you're in their head they're still kind of preparing internally for the question so naturally their answers are going to come out one way. It's going to be defining, but it's still controlled. With a character sketch, 
I feel that it's very much taking a third person perspective, third person view, like a, a camera above them, right? And you kind of see them in their natural habitat. You you kind of see them pick their nose as you're fleshing out this character. And what I also notice about this character sketch is they kind of it kind of tells its own story of how your character came to be. The character we ended up creating, I believe I have the name here. Is Selena Walker. And but pretty much uh, what a character sketch is going to do, I'm just all over the place, I apologize. It uh, asks and answers questions about your novel's character. It's very flexible. And, you know, one thing you could do to really enhance it is look up uh, physical people, actual people, as representations uh, to brainstorm, to kind of, you know, get into the look of how they're going to look like, and, you know, you'll know what they're going to look like. But the character sketch we did is for a Selena Walker, a character we made up completely from scratch. And when I read out some of the things that's going on with her, you wonder, like, who is this? What's her role in the story? I'm going to save that for last. So she's 21. She's, uh, we went half Anglo, half Latino. So, you know, uh, and with a last name like Walker, we could kind of assume the parentage. She lives in Toronto, Canada. Her occupation, she's a kindergarten teacher. Uh, she's a student teacher and on her senior year about to graduate uh, and we ended up giving her a lot of different talents and skills such as improv, cooking uh, you know skating, she can sing she plays hockey now already right there you're kind of getting an idea that this person isn't we still don't know whether she's kind of a a recluse or kind of outgoing it seems like she's really outgoing or she could be a recluse and have those skills but nobody really knows you might have to be a certain special someone to kind of see that side of her and see this is posing different questions as to who this character is going to be and because we kind of uh, described a little bit of her background you know she lives in canada so you imagine she's uh, wearing bundles uh you kind of have a sense of what she looks like because of her ethnicity and nationality being Canadian. And with an occupation as a teacher and kind kindergartner, you kind of have a, the beginnings of an inkling of what her demeanor is like, at least in front of children. And that is super dynamic because we all wear masks. And we put on certain masks for a certain kind of audience. And sometimes that changes depending, you know, whoever we're interacting with. So, kindergarten teacher who is really good at cooking, improv, skating, can play hockey and sings, that's someone, you know, admirable. That's, so, that's what the kids would call a cool teacher, if you will. And some of the backstory, and like, I know the backstory, the, the kind of things we put in, it seems like it's minuscule little details, like, why does that even matter? Well, I'm going to explain why in a little bit. So, with parents... We're going to say, like, we decided that they're divorced. They divorced when she was 12 years old, and, you know, she was in the middle of the custody battle. So naturally, immediately, if you're really paying attention, that raises flags in your head. Like, okay, so she knows what it's like to have your foundation rocked and even ripped apart. You know, her two parents, they divorced when she was 12. A 12-year-old going through a divorce is a way different thing than if they're a very young child or even an adult. At 12, that's a very formative time in a kid's life. And to have their foundation kind of split into half like that, you know, 
maybe she's even more performative for her children because she wants to be a solid foundation to the children that she teaches. Or maybe she's more closed off and puts on the right kind of face for her kindergarten class, but say in a room of her peers, she has a bit of a wall that you need to get through. Uh, with siblings, we went with seven siblings and two older brothers. Now, in a dy- dynamic where parents divorce and you have a lot of siblings, or let, let's go before then. Let's say your parents, you know, at the time her parents are together, there's seven siblings. There's a lot of competition for, I don't want to say resources, you know. <laughs> it makes it sound like savage world. Like, this is our, from what we assume, it's our modern time. But naturally, I imagine that money... Uh, becomes an issue in the household and that could have ultimately led to the divorce you know uh and then you think about seven siblings two older brothers maybe the older brothers moved out pretty early on you know wanting to have their own space and start their own life right upbringing we have upper middle class so maybe money wasn't an issue and maybe and like this is just barely scratching we only said this a little bit and we already kind of are thinking, engaging as to what kind of person she is. So she's upper middle class, so that has its own set of her own beliefs. Maybe she's one of those types of people who are like, ah, just pick yourself up by your bootstraps and get to work. And, you know, doesn't realize the complicated systems in place that, you know, not everybody can fall into. You know, that kind of deal. Uh, With beliefs, we decided... (laughs) This was a... This was definitely my uh, addition here. Catholic non-practicing. And for me, myself, like, that is a whole, that is all kinds of death. Like, you you have respect for the things, you know, in your past, but also you have a lot of questions. And, you know, it's one of those things where you don't want to step on any toes, but you don't necessarily go with what everybody's saying. So, you know, already we're kind of building up this kind of rebellious kind of attitude. Maybe she's very outgoing. We still don't know. Then we went with the physical. We went with height. She's 5'2", short girl. For weight, we went with uh, either 130 or 140. <laughs> this section got a lot of discussion going. But, and for just three digits, we got kind of a picture of what she would be like. If we, should, if we say she's short and weighs like 130, 140, 150, you know, she is definitely a girl with a little bit of bulk. And that could be... Then we remember that she's also very athletic. She can skate and she plays hockey. That ball could be muscular. She could be a very, like, physically tough girl. And with uh, living with so many siblings, you know, I can imagine that things... That altercations can get physical at times. Eye color, we went with honey, yellow, hazel. Like, already, you kind of have a stepping stone of what relationships are going to be like we went with complicated another addendum on my part is just a complicated relationship and see already by saying that her relationship is complicated you kind of start to figure out like with a girl that headstrong and a girl with this much talent you know it kind of gives you a clue what she might be like and we went with honey yellow hazel eyes so that could lead to whole like that could lead to a lot of guys coming up queers like hey you have pretty eyes you know that's their opening line right because it's right there it's very obvious she could have heard that line millions of times thousands of times skin color we want with pale and i know we said half latina so it's possible that she could have like darker olive skin but 
one with Pale because think about like she lives in the north, she lives in Canada, and I have a sister who is full Latina, and she as as pale as a ghost. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that her skin would be pale. Uh, but with hair color, like this also strengthens like what kind of person she is. We went with dyed hair, flaming red. She has bright red hair, flaming red. And that already is a good key of what kind of personality she has. Now, you know, don't get me wrong, shy people can also color their hair too. But generally when you color your hair, you kind of want to bring attention to it, you know. Not that you desire it, but you just want to express yourself in a way that's very loud to the general public. Uh, with features, <laughs> we had a lot of fun with this one. There was a very long discussion about eyebrows. A whole world that I'm just not used to. I have my two little shaggy caterpillars on my forehead. <laughs> I've, I've never touched them. You know, I, they get clean when I wash my face in the shower, and that's all I do with them. But for features, we said... Instagram eyebrows. <laughs> I wrote here. I wrote here. IG eyebrows. Uh, they're wax with microblading. <laughs> they're a work of art, and they're her signature. I thought that was a great little uh, bit of detail there. That she has Instagram eyebrows, meaning they're absolutely flawless. They're the envy of other women out there. You know, she has the perfect eyebrows. If we can give her one perfection, it's gonna be the eyebrows. Uh, she wears false lashes, and already, like, you start to hear, you know, she takes care of her eyebrows, she puts on false lashes, like, there is an image that she's putting out there to the rest of the world, and if you guys could see me right now, like, this entire time my hands have been going crazy, just, I'm trying to visualize it, and I hope you guys are visualizing it too, uh, she also has scars, uh, you know, she has scars on her hands, her arms, uh, I like this one, a cute one across her nose, you know, she's had a broken nose before, so it might explain why she puts on false lashes, maybe why she colored her hair, maybe why her eyebrows are perfect. She wants to divert attention away from the broken nose, because her nose is crooked, because, you know, playing extreme sports like hockey and just skating, it's not all... And because she's, like, at 130, 140, 150, and that she's short, like, it's, it's not outside the realm of possibilities that she got into altercations, or even during the game where her nose might have been broken. Uh, when we said, uh, we said a false tooth, a gold tooth, they kind of advised me if it was a little too much, but then I, I, I thought about that, like, if it might be, like, playing on stereotypes too much, but I thought about it. It's like, a girl with flaming red hair, perfect eyebrows, false lashes, you know, she's starting to come off as a really, like, badass kind of chick, so a gold, like, if her false tooth is gold, I don't think that's out of the realm. Like, that's just who she is. And see, already, we're talking about a fictional character, but she feels real. Doing a character sketch is so important. And this is why I'm going to adopt it to my own process. And then for figure, like, you know, what kind of figure she has. This was a, <laughs> a suggestion by our friend Melissa. She has Michelle Obama arms. Just sculpted. Like, just sculpted arms. So, no doubt, she can, you know, she can wind a punch back and knock the tooth out. And I'm pretty sure that's what happened to her early on. Under dress and style, we went with uh, jeans and a hoodie. Very, like, low-key low, low key dress, you know. And 
when you hear casual, when you hear like she wears green converses or Ugg boots, she likes to dress comfortably because she moves around a lot. And I imagine already I'm putting connections in my head that when she talks, she's like me. She's very expressive, very expressive with her hands. So she has to be able to move in cotton, you know? She's not going to wear pleather. She's not going to wear like pleather skirts and have to worry about it flying up. No, no, no. She wants to be down to earth, be comfortable say what she means using her hands so naturally her body's gotta move so uh one imp- like uh under her dress and style we also said one important necklace a gold chain and this is where it gets back to the uh catholic non-practicing uh we decided it was going to be a religious chain that has a saint you know that represents a saint and i had that a little addendum that she's she was guilted into wearing because her grandmother gave her that necklace right so for her while it might not have the same kind of significance it would have to her grandmother you know a religious significance it's still extremely important to her because her grandmother gave it to her and she feels guilty that you know it just kind of all kinds of like intense conflicting feelings like already this character has a lot of depth so she's guiltily, I don't know if that's the word, guiltily wears grandma's saint necklace. Uh, her hair is up in a ponytail, but it's down if she goes on a date. So that little detail, ponytail up, she's a practical girl, you know, she's going to be skating, she's going to be singing, so she's going to be expressing herself, moving around, but her hair is down when she goes on a date. This goes back to her, you know, really taking care of her appearance. You know, with the colored hair, the false eyelashes, and the Instagram eyebrows, puts her hair down when she goes on a date. Another, like, such a small detail, but you kind of get an idea to what kind of person she is. I'm going to say that a lot. I apologize right now if I say that a lot. Mannerisms. She pops her knuckles. She pops her knuckles, and, like, okay, distinguishing characteristics, there's a difference between mannerisms and habits. Mannerisms are the kind of self-conscious actions that someone does this is when their mind is active and they're thinking about it maybe she pops her knuckles you know the kind of comfort like there was more notes in that i kind of missed that but like here's my own inference my own opinion on this she pops her knuckles to kind of give off the scent of someone who's not going to take any bs from anybody like, she's popping her knuckles because she's loosening them up because she's ready to knock a tooth out. Like, maybe she pops her knuckles whenever things are going down. And maybe it's become a habit over time. Maybe with her foundation being ripped apart, she's always on the fence. You know, she's always on defense, I should say. She know like, with mannerisms, she knows how to spell properly. With a girl that, you know, very headstrong i imagine she corrects a lot of people to the annoyance of people she meets like she'll stop someone from like spell that again and she'll just spell it correctly uh she double checks uh when she's writing she's very conscious about looking like a well i wouldn't say looking like a but coming off as intelligent she thinks about that so she double checks her spelling all the time and that's a, a mannerism. It's thought out. It's self-conscious. This is what she does. Habits. Habits are the little things that we don't catch. It's the little things that we do. And apparently I have a lot. As, a, as our glorious, you know, guide of that day, Shayla pointed out, I have a lot of habits that I do just without thinking. So habits. She likes to sneer. She humps herself when she works. 
she bites, you know, the bottom of her lip. And these are little things, little details. Like, the humming to herself when she works, that's when she's completely alone, feels completely secure. And, you know, she just hums out a little tune while she's working, right? The sneering, you know, whenever something funny happens or maybe some some drama goes down, maybe she sneers a little bit, you know? <laughs> to kind of indicate that she knows what's going on. But she does it unconsciously. And I bet a really observant friend of her is going to catch that. It's like, hey, you know, I know what you're thinking. Like, that is a signal that other characters who are close to her know what she's thinking. And then we went to Flaws. You know, flaws, it's one of those things where, of course, their character detriment, they're detrimental to the character in their pursuit of whatever they're trying to pursue. And see, this entire character sketch, not once did we talk about motivation, at least not yet. And we already know so much about her, right? So under flaws, we want allergies, you know, that's a physical one. She has a fear of heights, definitely a mental one. So she's not going to get on any ladders to, you know, pick daisies because she might be allergic to it and she's afraid of heights. She has to have the last word. And remember when we talked about her relationship being complicated? Maybe there's a correlation there. Maybe there's a connection that she has to have the last word and her relationships are complicated. She's a control freak. And see, when we start coming up with these flaws because we know all this about her, it started flowing like water. Like, we started throwing it out there. She holds grudges, uh, probably has something to prove, you know. And think about it. It goes back to her family. Seven siblings, of course, you know, with limited attention because her parents are probably working all the time. She always has something to prove to somebody, maybe to a superior uh, you know, uh, someone of superior authority. She has to prove something to them, which is why she never, you know, lets up. She's always headstrong. Qualities. Now, qualities are, you know, what you find in a quality person. What do you like about them? For her, we said, uh, fearless, loyal to a fault. Now, Loyal to a fault is a nice little compliment you pay to someone, but when it's actually applied to a quality, that can be an issue. Because if she meets someone who's just as charismatic and just as enigmatic, you know, he can he can pull the strings and one could imagine how hurt and distraught she would be if that trust is broken, right? And that creates more conflict for her character. She's argumentative, she's evasive, and that goes back to, you know, taking care of her appearance, always wanted to appear tough. Uh, she's uh, comical. She likes to joke around a lot. She likes to laugh. Uh, mis- mischievous is an interesting one. You know, someone who's kind of hard, you know. You don't expect them to kind of joke around, but again, people are complicated. Maybe she likes to have a good time. She likes to goof. Pet peeves. Cheating. She doesn't like cheaters. And we didn't get into detail on that, but you as an intelligent human being can infer to what degree, what angle are we looking at. Like, keep in mind, she's a kindergarten teacher, and maybe she feels like you're wasting your potential if you cheat on a test. Or, it could be a romantic sense. It could be why your relationship is complicated. You know, because she's loyal to a person to a fault, maybe her partner could feel suffocated, you know, because she always has something to prove, and... You know, maybe she's not a fan. Well, who is a fan of cheating? But <laughs> moving your stuff. 
that right there indicates that she's a person who likes stability. Like, as out there that she is and not consistent... Well, I don't want to say not consistent, but, like, as wild... She's wild, but in a consistent way. Like, you expect her to have brightly colored hair, a gold tooth, and is able to knock dudes out. But if you move her stuff, like, you're breaking her stability... And she doesn't like that. That's a pet peeve. Uh, incorrect hockey handling. <laughs> we don't. I don't think any. I'm sure people in, in the class have you know played hockey before. I know I haven't. But it was an interesting one. We said incorrect hockey handling, as in she loves the sport that much. Like she's going to get a little annoyed if you can't handle the stick right, especially if you're a date and you can't handle the stick right. That's when she's like, you know what? I got something to do in the morning. I'll catch you later. And she never texts back because you couldn't handle the puck or the stick. <laughs> People who puck hog. And this goes back to the loyal. You know, in hockey, it's a team sport and you have a lot of loyalty, a lot of camaraderie with your fellow players. And a puck hog is someone who's only looking out for numero uno. A puck hog isn't somebody who's a team player and she's loyal to a fault. She expects, you know, she's a good team player. As independent as she comes off, she's also very loyal. And that comes from the, the family aspect of his seven siblings. So naturally, she's not a fan of puck hogs because it touches on something deeper. Uh, she doesn't like men who make her feel inferior. That, that is so many layers. That is so many layers. That is so many possibilities for different types of dialogue that you can have with other characters. And, you know, and nobody likes to feel inferior. But for her, it's a specific pet peeve that we picked out. And that can open up so many possibilities of different stories speech she speaks slowly because i like and i think it's because deep down she's well obviously she's a very caring person but not just that she wants to ensure that she's understood at all times you know she doesn't want any uh misgiving she doesn't want any obscurity to what she's saying she wants to be absolutely sure that you get what she's saying uh, in hockey, she curses a lot, but not in front of the kids. And again, it goes back to the fact that she speaks slowly, she spells, you know, she has to spell things again, she writes and ensures that she spells things correctly. So, of course, that goes back to leading, uh, you know, leading back to just watching yourself around kids. She's not going to curse in front of the kids. Uh... She has an extensive profane vocabulary. She knows a lot of curse words, for sure. And going back to the grandmother guilt, I'm sure she knows some degree of Spanish, so naturally that adds to her arsenal as well. Uh, emotional characteristics. Emotional characteristics are interesting because it's a whole different category than qualities or flaws. Because this is the emotions kind of acting on their own. Her strengths, she's charismatic. Like, someone like that with colored hair grabs your attention super easy, speaks slowly, is not afraid to take pauses because she knows that you're going to listen. And she has conviction behind her words. And the only reason why I'm speaking so rapidly is because this subject has me really excited. I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, they want this, so I'll do that type of uh, personality. You know, she's not afraid to go against the grain. Not afraid to buck the rules. Uh, 
it could land her in a lot of hot water, but it goes back to her being fearless. She's not afraid of a lot other than heights. And when you think about how headstrong she is, but she has a fear of heights. And what else did we say? She's right of heights. Yeah. That is a loss of control because you're in the air. You're in the air. You don't have solid ground to put plant your feet in because she's a short girl and is very like has a very strong build. The air is completely unpredictable. She might not be a fan of uh, recreational drug use either because it makes you lose control. She might not even touch liquor very often either, even with her friends. Uh, another strength, she's a comforter. She, and I imagine this goes back to her family background, she knows what it's like to have her foundation ripped apart. So naturally, whenever she sees someone she cares about, and she's well to a fault, she wants to be there and comfort them. Her emotional characteristics under the weakness category, she's too involved. She wants to fix the problem. Now, I know that sounds like a positive thing, but wanting to fix the problem and getting too involved, like that drains you. You know, you get involved with their lives and pretty pretty soon you'll be the one living their life for them. And that can be very exhausting. Especially with someone like her, who I imagine goes to these types of things with much gusto, if you will. Uh, <laughs> another one, she takes credit for a lot of glory. And I feel like, in a sense, she does that because she's like, hey... I know my worth, and I know the worth that I did. I'm going to take credit, you know, for a victory, because I was a part of it, too. It's not a weakness up until she does it excessively, and that's where it becomes... And she doesn't seem like... She seems like a person who is self-aware, but it takes her a moment or two to become self-aware, if you will. Right? Accomplishments. This was interesting, because accomplishments, you put in, like, all the things that they've done. We did it a little differently. She has bronze medals, and presumably in coffee, in uh, not coffee, in hockey, and she's mad about it. Like that accomplishment actually makes her angry because it's third place, not first. And because we know she takes credit, she's very headstrong. She wants that gold medal, and it could be the Olympics even. But uh, you know. We built up this entire character, and now I will reveal to you her role in the story, in the hypothetical story we came up with. She's the antagonist. Already, you're ready to go with this character in this long adventure where, you know, she finds love and figures herself out. But no, she's the antagonist. Like, we know this much about the character. We can, we can easily empathize and sympathize with her for all her shortcomings, because we know her good traits, too. One of the interesting notes that uh, came off of that session was um, when Shayla said, this character sheet could be like if her best friend was filling that out. And already, you kind of have a basis of what her best friend could be like. And maybe her best friend could be the protagonist. Maybe the two could have a falling out throughout the story and they know each other. And it makes the conflict hard to go through because they both care about each other. But, you know, uh, Selena Walker is an antagonist to the protagonist's goals. And maybe that thing could be a guy that they both like. Or, or, 
The story could be an urban fantasy with magic and spells and powers and all that. And maybe, you know, Selena wants to achieve more power and her friend wants to stop her from doing so, right? Character sketches, man. That is the way to go from now on. Like, it's good to do interviews, but like an interview, you're always going to present what you want to present. With a character sketch, it's like taking a seat and, and observing a person for a day. And you see them pick their nose, you see them scratch their booty, you see them do all the tiny little things that they wouldn't want to let other people see. But that all fills in. Like, this antagonist we made has so much depth. I want to know more of her story. I want to see her place in a scenario where it all gets stretched and pushed to the limit. And what's even more fascinating... What's even more fascinating... I want to start building a character sketch for the protagonist. The person who's going to oppose her. Because the antagonist is the one who... Is the one who brings about the action. But the protagonist responds to that act, to that action. And overall, like, character sketches, so fascinating. And I'm so glad, what I really loved about it is it was such a collaborative effort. Everybody put their input in. And because of that, we all, I have a feeling we all connected with Selena Walker. Like, we're there. We get, like, we can see who she is. We see her, you know? The girl with honey, you know, hazel eyes, who's... 5'2", weighs about 140, is a total badass, but it, all, but it also comes uh, as a big softy. She comes as, as a big softy sometimes. So guys, I'm telling you, if you're trying to figure... Like, the only way you can have a good narrative is if you know your character. And I feel like character sketches are the best way to know your character. Because I've done the interview thing, and there's still... A bit of a disconnect whenever I'm writing my characters. Like, so far they're doing pretty good because they're kind of coming into their own. I'm letting the character take over the story. But with this character sketch, I might have to... You know, I know. Not might. It's going to happen. I'm going to make character sketches for my characters and kind of go about it. And, of course, the template. The template for this character sketch is going to be on yukonwriterssociety.com. That is yukonwriterssociety.com. And of course, the link will be up whenever, uh, whenever Shayla does it. <laughs> but overall, it was a very good session, and a big thanks to everybody who came out. If you're listening to this right now, feel free to drop on by to our website to get info on new events. Also, check out our Facebook page, uh, the Yukon Writer Society, where we post updates when the next session is going to be. And. Just overall, I don't see any downsides to making a character sketch. It's a very effective tool for understanding your character, you know, as you're making one for your story. So think about that. And it's true. As you fill it out, you ask and answer the questions that you have. You you just have to trust it because it will answer it for you. And you have a sense of who your character is. So it's a very interesting uh, thing where we pretty much kind of told the story a little bit of her past without actually saying it outright, you know? Just little details here and there. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a rather short podcast because that's really all we talked about. Uh, We made a character sketch. It was very fun, very collaborative. Everyone had their input and had very good input as well. But of course, I was your engineer extraordinaire. 
the rest of the group will be back on the next podcast that we do. And we are now signing out from the desk of the Yukon Writers Society. This has been The Writer's Nook. Thank you very much. Have a great day.